Hey everybody, welcome back to the Why the F Not podcast. I am Steven Brogan Cortez. Episode 83, 83? Yeah, I double-checked that, 83. Yo, hope y'all had a good New Year's, good gentle holiday season. Today episode, this episode's been in the makings for a while. I've been trying to get this guy on the show for a good long time, but the stars haven't aligned till today. Today, my guest is Sammy Aguilar. Sammy is a good friend of mine from high school. God, grew up with this guy. Feels like it, basically. Now he's a... We're adult men. I was like, he's a man. And I'm like, I'm not the man yet. No, now we're men talking on this podcast, talking about his his barbershop. He's a co-owner and partner and creator of the Rose Garden Barbershop. Shout out, Carlo. We don't forget about you, dude. You're going to come here next. But Sammy's here today to talk to me about... Oh, we, we talk. We just we talk about Rose Garden. We talk about maybe some music, some growing ups. S- just sit back, relax. You better enjoy yourself. Did you subscribe yet? I gotta do that now, right? Call to action, right? Yeah, we gotta do that. Have you subscribed yet? Go subscribe, like something. Why am I pointing? Why am I pointing? That's so aggressive. I'm like, you better subscribe. No, look, if you want to subscribe, go and do it. But go subscribe for real. Go like it. Rate. Uh, you're on Apple Podcast. You can rate it. You know, you can put it like a five star. You know, I won't be coquetone and cocky over here. You know, you a four star even. I'm cool with the four star. But go, you know, do it. It helps it out. It helps the show out. I appreciate you. Thank you. And without further ado, let's get to the Why the F Not podcast with Sammy Aguilar. Oh, Dios mío. Ooh, healthy coughs. <laughs> healthy coughs. It's just backed up. Dude, that's good, man. I, I, I think I only got COVID once during this whole pandemic thing, and I think it's because of cannabis. Cannabis, like, protected me. Bro, I would say, I, was, I think to my grave, too, but yes, it did save me. Yeah. Dude, did you know that, did you know that like smoking cannabis and I guess technically smoking cigarettes too, that's what the study found, but like smoking cannabis or cigarettes, like the smoke would go into your lungs, right? And then the, the burn that your lungs would get over time after smoking so much, right? Would create like this, like callous like shield on your lungs bro. so that the, so that the coronavirus can't like get deeper into your lungs. Right, right. Like it doesn't really ever get in there, in there. It doesn't go into the bronchioles. You know what I mean? Oh man, it just reminds me of that movie Osmosis Jones. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you've seen it though. Oh, it's a great movie, dude. Bro, are you kidding me? I feel like instead of that little red pill guy, it was actually cannabis particles going into my body to protect my life. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. They're like, "Yo, bro, we're gonna chill here on your lungs, and we're not going." Hey, everyone anywhere. relax. <laughs> yo relax even if you're sick it's like relax dude you're sick relax yeah facts so dude it took time it took time and effort to get this podcast finally up and running yeah bro it's been a we definitely talked about it for a while finally made it happen bro dude and i just like i don't even like i want to talk about rose garden i want to talk about the journey <laughs> that you know that started rose garden but I want to kind yeah. of just start off like, like we've known each other since high school. Yeah, bro. What was life for you after high school? Dude? What was life for you after high school? You know, I, I think that it's all tied in together. I think I can't talk about Rose Garden without having talked about everything that happened after, uh, you know, leaving high school. Uh, you know, so it is all intricately tied together. That's why I feel like, uh, you know, so passionate about, about it, obviously. And uh, dedicated to it in general, just because it it's like so 
so tied together over the journey, uh, you know, since I have left, you know, which is everybody. Everybody's journey starts right after high school, right? Um, <clears throat> so uh, there's just a long period of time of, I think I really was trying to find myself, like most people. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and the way that I, I found myself was through the church. And I got very involved with the church. I, I'm not sure if, you know, we were in contact during that time period, but I really just kind of went all in with it. You know, as you know, I was, I was a musician in high school and I kind of carried that on uh, and I got very involved with that. And eventually, you know, I grew up and I was so invested in doing that, that, you know, I ended up playing with the band and touring and doing all sorts of things with the church and you know, so I got very heavily involved with the music side of things because it's always been my passion, of course. But, you know, with the church, it was just a whole journey all on its own, of like finding myself through morality, you know, uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It was a great journey for me to have gone through all that. And eventually, just to fast forward, uh, I ended up getting married uh, with someone in the church. Mazel tov. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not married anymore. Oh, uh, never mind. Short. Taking back that muscle top. <laughs> Give it to <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people weren't even aware of it, but it happened just because it was such a short, you know, it was like a three month period that I was married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a, a kind of a moment of self sabotage. And it kind of just ended and everything fell apart, you know, just to give you the general scope of things. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because, you know, all of those things that happened brought me to to Rose Garden and kind of with the, with the fallout uh, of not being part of that community anymore and not being a, a part of, you know, just a, a general participant of like church and being involved with with music. I just kind of completely detached from the entire thing because it didn't end well. Again, I say self-sabotage mm-hmm. in, in every sense of the word. It didn't end well at all. Uh, so kind of from the fallout of that, I was left with what am I going to do with my life now? If I was so invested with, hey, you know, I want to, you know, do something with my life and make something of myself uh, for myself, really. So, you know, I feel like right after that, I was kind of a crossroads of like, what am I going to do? Um, and, and it really came down to, I want to build something that I can leave behind, you know, something mm-hmm. that uh, it, it goes beyond me, you know, something that, that can be established even after I'm gone, that I can leave to my kids. You know, that's, that's really where, where, what I had in mind um, and it just so happens that, you know, the idea of the barbershop came up, obviously, as you know, you know, Carl, obviously. My yeah. Shout, shout out Carlo Cuesta, man. My business partner. Yeah. So, you know, we, we had a lot of conversations. He was my barber at the time, but we had a lot of conversations, uh, you know, about the future. And I really just pitched him the idea, you know, and, and we kind of talked about it more and more here and there. And it really just came down to like executing it and making it happen. You know, so again, that's the the general scope of how how everything happened right after high school, the fallout of of, of my divorce, and then I ended up deciding, hey, I want to make something of myself. Talk to Carlo, and we just pulled the trigger, and five years later, here we are. So, so if you don't mind me, like with my little curiosity, yeah, bro, yeah. So I'm here to I mean, to be open. I love it. I love it, dude. We're gonna get raw, bro. <laughs> 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 uh, so, like, we like people like that. We like that, you know. We like look for faith and whatnot. You know, it's for guidance. But then, like, so, like, so, what, what, like, you just started burning bridges. Like, was there like some sort of turmoil within you? Like, what was like, what, what, like, was there like a chorus? Of course, I feel like, bro. I mean, at the time, I was young. I was I was twenty three years old, but I was with this girl uh for for you know two years at the time two three years uh and just to put it in perspective again i think the expectation just so it's clear you know 
because I was a, a participant with, you know, within the band, the music ministry, as it's called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at the time, I was very heavily involved with the youth and, and preaching and things like that. Uh, so because of that, you know, we're, we're kind of held to a higher standard and in general, because, you know, we're supposed to be an example for others at the time. The, the example and the expectation was, hey, you know, you don't date to date, you date to get married. Right. Mm-hmm. And that really was was the expectation for anybody. And I believed it at the time, of course, you know, yeah. and I wanted to uphold my own moral belief or standards, you know. So and that's really what it came down to is just, OK, I think I'm going to do this because I kind of have to in a way. Uh, and then when it happened in reality, it's like, OK, so that's not what I wanted. You know, how do I get out of this? And it wasn't that it was burning bridges. It was just literally like, let me pull the rug out from under everyone and just dip. It was a horrible situation. I take no pride yeah. in it whatsoever. But it was just a bad situation. And I felt like the only way out was to self-sabotage and to kind of just ruin it so that I don't ever have to deal with that ever again. You know? yeah. And it was, it was a cowardly move on my part. Um, but, you know, at the time, again, I felt so young and, and, and helpless. And that's just what I decided to do, regardless of how I see it now. That's what I did, you know, so yeah. uh, that's how everything fell apart. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm happier for it because, you know, like I said, I did what was best for me. And unfortunately, it did hurt people in the process. And then, of course, with, with divorce, you you kind of have to, you know, deal with the repercussions of like, hey, this is not going to be, you know, we're not we're not together anymore. Now we're, we're separate. We're not considered one. It's like, OK, we're, we're whole different people. We're moving on with our lives. That's just the reality of it. But then at 23 years old, you know, how do how do you? You know, I look back and I'm like, how, how else would I have handled it? I had no, I had no idea. I didn't talk to anybody, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you would think like, okay, I have the church, but no, like the church also was like, okay, it's like, we're shunning it. You're no longer going to associate with us. I would go after the divorce. Yeah. yeah you can't. Nah, dude. And were, and were they Christian? Was this, was this a Christian church? Yes. Yes. It was a Christian church. Where, where, did, where did, like, that's why, see, I was, I grew up Christian as well, man. I did. I remember. I remember. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's a beautiful faith. See, as I was taught, a faith, not a religion, right? But then when people start, like, treating you like they're better than you or you're less than them because of this or that, it's like, where does the Christian love and brotherhood go? Like, after that divorce, especially, like, after everything you gave yeah. to them, you said you toured with them. You were in with the yeah. youth. Like, you know, you were trying to do ministry. You were trying to be a part of a community. And then they pressure you into getting married first off. Wait. How long were you engaged or dating? Excuse me. How long were you dating before married? Well, that's the thing. Like to then the timeline of two years was kind of like realistic. Wait, so you guys were just dating for two years? Yeah, just about, just about. Yeah, I would say about two years. And uh, and we they, they say like short. This is funny. They would say it in Spanish, but I forget how it went. Those amistades cortas. What is it? Um, and the next one is like about being engaged also for a long time and then you know marriage is forever type of thing you know so it's like a, a play on words you know that they they use that that kind of is the expectation of like okay you know you're not going to date for a long time why because of temptation cool you get engaged to get the person to get to know the person more intimately um and you know it, it, that's kind of the formula to get you a marriage forever and that was like you know what they taught us mm. um but again I, I don't blame that I did everything that I did because I grew up, you know, in that. And I kind of believed all of it at the time that I have to do this. This is what I'm supposed to do. And because I had no roadmap myself, I really, you know, I didn't have an idea of what as a man I'm supposed to do. You know, what better example than, you know, the highest level of morality, uh, you know, in God. Right. Dude, that just sounds so unfair. Yeah. 
That sounds unfair. <laughs> Dude, like it sounds unfair and manipulative because who's yeah, to say yeah. that that th that this church ruined your relationship with this girl? Like who knows? Like y'all could have maybe still been just dating for more than two years. Yeah, like hey, you, who knows? They could have just left you alone and just you could have just kept doing your ministry, keep doing the band, and then in five, six years, like what like dude, me and Stephanie, my girlfriend, we've been together for six years, not engaged yet. Like yeah, yeah. we we, we No nah, bro, I mean, yeah, like of course, like we're we're grown now. It's different, right? Like, yeah. But back then, also, yeah. Back then you were younger, like do like imagine like I, I started. I remember I, I met her at like nineteen. And then, híjole, dude, bichito, like they would say. To me, it was it was much less about the relationship and much more about the expectation that was placed on me um, by the church because of my willingness to commit more to the church. Does that make sense? Like, this is a standard you have if you want to be more committed and involved. Dude. And again, it made sense at, at the time because I was like, okay, this. I'm doing what's right. I'm doing what's righteous. I'm, I'm I'm being an example, but it was never about like love for me. You know? And again, wow. I, who am I to blame? They can be judgmental. Everyone is, you know, you grow up and, and you, you realize, yeah, you know what? Like, that's just how people are, regardless of even my expectation that they would have handled it better. They couldn't have just as I didn't handle it good either. You know, so it's like, OK, everyone was at fault in some way or another. But who am I to think like you could have done something differently when, you know, we Dude. all could. It sounds like you definitely stepped back and gained some serious perspective after, after yeah, everything bro. you experienced, dude. Yeah, 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 definitely, bro. I feel like you have to, um, just because at the end of the day, you know, when you do get into a new relationship or if you are looking to, you know, just open up your heart again to anybody, I think the important thing is that you don't come into it with like all this stuff you have that's unresolved. You know, and I think that's huge because I never I don't want to carry that into anything, even into like my children. I don't want no. them to, to believe like, wow, like here's my dad and he's still bitter about his marriage that didn't work out. You know, imagine that like I would never want to teach that to, to even my kids, you know. So I think that's what it comes down to, man. Like uh, I had to, I had to reflect. That's all I had was uh, I, I, I literally retreated myself from the world. I isolated myself after that, I just focused on, on Rose Garden, obviously. And. Uh, you know, I just worked through all my shit and there was some some ways that were, you know, healthy, but at least I pushed through that you know, and I had to, you know, be able to have an understanding of what I felt, first of all, and how I can grow or build on top of that. And that's all that I had really for the time after the divorce was just to think, to process, to to grow from it, you know, and that, that's really what, what, what happened after it. Dude, to be divorced like <laughs> like that young, like and and have that whole situation, yeah, like, like thank God for Rose Garden. Like, yeah, bro. You so know. you started talking with Carlo, man, and and yeah, where? Yeah. Let's talk about the title. Where where did the name Rose Garden come from? Uh, you know, when we were coming up with ideas, uh, we have several actually, um, because at the time I remember we even just thought of doing the garden. Um, you know, so we kind of had a theme of growth um you know and you know being able to plant something and watering it and caring for it that was the whole idea behind the the name rose garden you know let's let's plant a garden of you know and, and roses are, are are applicable applicable in every occasion you know in life death celebration love you know you can use roses for anything and, and it works you know so just and, and to us it's like yeah just like a haircut of course you know you get a haircut for any special occasion and, you know, and we kind of came up with the idea of, of, of 
doing the garden, which even on our business documents when we filed, it says the garden or Rose Garden Barbershop. They're both names that we, we filed for. Um, but we decided ultimately to stick to Rose Garden. Uh, you know, it just was more specific, you know. And that's really how, how it happened, you know, just kind of like shooting ideas out there, kind of thinking about what it meant to us. And that's how we came down to it. Dude, and like for you and Carlo to be like the team to build this, to build this brand, this, you know, this company. <laughs> like I just remember you two, y'all were thick as thieves, like the most, <laughs> the liveliest yeah. of characters in Birmingham, man. Like y'all did not make choir boring. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we were trouble, bro. Dude, I mean, dude, we're fucking, we're so, like, dude, I'm almost, I'm, I'm, I'm past 30 now, bro. I'm like three decades in. My birthday is in, uh, your birthday just passed. My birthday is in three days, bro. Three days? Oh, dude, minutes. is this going to come out on your birthday? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. No surprise, just drop Happy it. Happy birthday, Sammy. <laughs> dude. It's coming. But I feel you, bro. Yeah, we're definitely there. We're, we're you know. <laughs> and, and, dude, we're older, yeah. But damn, but the place y'all have built, man. Like, I was there early on, and I think I made another stop by, you know, like midway in the, in the. Yeah halfway like where y'all been right and it's just such a homey spot like it just feels like a bunch of friends you know just hanging out like it feels like barbershop like straight up like the movie yeah definitely bro and and, and of course like it's changed uh in its own way throughout because bro we're coming up on five years now. that wow. still blows my mind you know that's Congrats, five years dude five yeah years. thank you bro thank you yeah i remember yeah what it's january the 12th or something I remember we got the keys sometime this like early in January and we started building everything out in March and by March we were ready to go, you know, so it's just crazy to think five years ago. Wow. Like the, the, it was it was so different when it started and it's evolved so much, not only with the way it looks and feels, but also with the team. You know, we've we've definitely evolved into into what we are now. Even if you stop by now, it, it may look a little different. You know, as we always change the layout, we always change things. Yeah. The, the 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 receptionist desk was here and then over there and <laughs> we were just playing with it you know but that's the beauty of it that like we could do whatever the hell we want right Damn. and so we we feel like it feels like home that it always keeps that same feeling that you had you know when you first walked in even if you've been with it from the beginning and you've seen the changes the feeling never changes you know so that's that's always been the goal with with you know the shop in general dude and okay, so it's you're you're handling the business side of uh, of Rose Garden, and then Carlo handles the the floor, if you will. Right. So to to break it down, um, yeah, and please. I feel like we've we, we've come to like a natural balance, right? Um, you know, with Carlo, he handles not only the hiring, um, but he also obviously handles a lot of the training. You know, whether it's like formal or informal, and just guiding the guys. You know, in terms of what the etiquette is for a barber. Um, you know, and just retaining the team together and, you know, making sure that everybody is on the same page and, and, and the expectations that we have with us, you know, bigger overview level. So a lot of his side is more on the talent uh, and kind of like the operations in the day to day. You know, that's that's what he handles. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And then, dude, last time I was there, I saw that y'all made a, is that a recording studio in the, in there? <laughs> did y'all, did y'all make a recording I had, studio? I had a studio, bro. I had a studio in the back. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, bro. It just cause, you know, I feel like it just was a, you know, hey, bro, let's put one back there. You know, uh, we always, I had, I had the studio in my apartment at the time mm -hmm. and, um, you know, uh, 
like I said, I've never let go of music. It's always been there, you know, and that kind of just carried through every stage of my life. And I always have a studio and I've always had one since I was in high school. I had a little shitty, shitty interface and with a random ass <laughs> mic. I've always had one just to like play around with and be creative, you know. And so, you know, when it came down to it, I was like, bro, why not? We have the space in the back. Why the fuck not? Let's, let's fucking, you know, throw a studio back there and, you know, we'll have sessions. And at the time we were recording with a lot of people and working with different people. Uh, so, you know, that it just kind of happened. And then it phased out slowly as, as the shop grew. We put more stations back there. Then we got rid of the stations. <laughs> then we said, let's make a break room. <laughs> you know, so we had it uh, and then we didn't. And, you know, it, it just kind of was a thing for a little bit, but it was fun. Right. We had it. <laughs> yeah. So like music's still a part in your a part of your life. Like, what are you doing right now? Music wise? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's like something that I'm pursuing. Um you know, I've made music. I consider it much more, more like art. You know, when I make it, I make it. Yeah. And, you know, when when I want to release it or put it out there, I will. Just like my most recent one, uh, you know, I'm sure you saw the video. Um, that was a song we wrote in 2018, bro, me and Carlo. Damn. 2018, 2019. So, you know, it just was a song that we decided to, to kind of just, hey, man, let's just pull the trigger. Like, we've just been sitting on this song, <laughs> you know, and, we, you know, we worked on it a little more to, to finish it. You know, we had like, a, you know, a little idea of it, but. You know, once we did it, we pulled the trigger and said, let's do it. And, you know, we have other songs, too, that we've we finished. We just sit on them because, you know, for us, it's like, OK, cool. Let's like come up with something, you know, great. Let's come up with a great idea. Let's not just half ass it. At least that's not how I am, you know. But, you know, music has always been very much a part of everything. And, you know, it's not something that I, I kind of like work on when I have like the time to just sit here and like, you know, like I said, get creative and just play something and just listen to music to get inspired. That's that's how I treat it, you know. So it's not so much something that I that I pursue, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I mean, what's inspiring you right now? Like anything you're geeking out about? Like what's what's got you titillating? Bro, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Tell vegan man, dude. What's up? So I'm having a daughter. <gasps> yeah, bro. You're having a daughter? Congrats. I am, I am. Oh my god, breaking news here. <laughs> dude, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My girl's actually sleeping in the other room right now. She's oh, she's damn. eight months. Like, yeah, she's she's due next month. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. Yeah, bro. So, you know, I've been real like busy, you know, with with planning everything and as you can imagine, you know, but yeah, that that's that's really like what what is in a sense inspiring me, inspiring me in every sense of the word, you know, is, is that, that that's happening for me. Fatherhood. You know, for bro. us, yeah. Yeah, fatherhood, bro. Yeah. Wow. Fatherhood. Bro, you know, they say, man, when like, uh, I heard this from Kevin Smith. He was like, when you have a kid, you realize you're not the main character of your story anymore. No, no. <laughs> like, you're watching this little life now. And like, like, yeah, it's almost automatic, too. You know, it's just, you know, this is it now. It's just a kind of a transfer and it happens so naturally. Like the moment you find out, it's like, I, it's almost like, it sounds weird, but like, it's almost like I don't matter anymore. No. It's like, it's like death yeah. to self. Like it's, I'm mm -hmm. sacrificial type stuff, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, whatever I have interest or, you know, the things that, that I wanted because of my own reasons are no longer just my reasons now. And, and other ideas and inspirations came from just the simple thought of knowing, Hey, you're going to bring life into this world. What are you going to leave for that, you know, for that yeah. life? You know, so that's really like exciting, bro, <laughs> for sure. Oh my God, yeah. bro. You look excited. You look happy. You, bro, look, you look ready bro. for this baby to show you the this, world. Bro. Do you got pictures? Shut up. Oh, yeah, that too, but 
sonograms is that what they're called sonograms you got a you got a sonogram of it of your of your daughter going hey dad when i found out bro the first thing that i got everyone knows i'm a laker fan shut up dude that's so cute <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up dude still, you know bro i'm telling you dude you're you just know. like put it in the bag put it in the bag done done I mean, you have no choice dude what if she's like dad She's like, Dad, Mira, look, I'm a Clippers fan. <laughs> Get out of I'm my house. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Get out of my house. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, Dude. it's different. If it, was, yeah. <laughs> if it was true, then I'd be upset. She's like, I'm a, I'm a Raptor fan, Dad. Sorry, man. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, I guess so. As long as it's not Clippers, man. You can be a fan. Anything else, Clippers is red. <laughs> Nah, man, Ningita's a Laker fan already. She hasn't even Has popped out of the wound. No, no, no. She hears me yelling whenever I'm watching a game or something. So, so she knows. She knows like the the flow of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's usually disappointment because they're not that great this year. But you know. And, wait, and how's the mom to be doing? How's she doing? Oh, tired, man. Tired. She's yeah. sleepy. You know, just uh, you know, everything that you read in the books. It's 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 like. You know, okay, you know, at least it prepares me to know, but like, wow, it really does take a toll on women. And I admire, you know, women for just carrying life because it's, you know, it changes everything. And it just, you know, it really is just your body giving nutrients, you know, life through your body. And it's crazy. And I can't even imagine what that feels like. Sacrifice. That is sacrifice right there, dude. That's next level. Like... You're sacrificing your body and you're sacrificing your food. You can't even drink anymore if you like to drink. You can't smoke the medicine if you like to smoke the medicine. You're like, no, I got to treat my body the best because, baby, I love you. Exactly, bro. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, but that doesn't oh. stop us from having a little fun with the food. Hey, no, <laughs> keep, keep mom. I hope you're keeping the mama happy. Keep her happy, man. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she is dude. the temple of life. Got to yes. treat her like this. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, so she's obviously tired, bro. She's tired and you know uh we're just kind of like waiting at this point because it's like really not that far from now it, the 20th they say is the, the anticipated new date the 20th of february yeah bro next month Damn. yep yep dude man fucking so my girl she likes to like she's a she's like a a nerd of knowledge she she has curiosity just to learn more and yeah you know, because she's a woman, right? And like birthing a child maybe in her future. We don't know if we're gonna have kids, right? But it may be in her future. And she's she's looked up some some interesting ass shit about like motherhood and like like did you know that we like me and you, we hold like DNA memory, like residual memory from our mothers and their and their mothers? That's a trip. And it's like literally consistent through strictly through your moms because of like you were in your mom and then your mom was in her mom at one point. That's, bro, yeah, that's definitely a mindfuck, bro. Because, you know, and it's not just I feel like people pick up so much from their parents and it's really much more than just observation. It really oh. is because we're connected like somehow, you know, the memories like everything is transferred through. Right. Uh, and I would imagine it's like, okay, your kid is not just your kid because they've watched you and learned everything from you. They really just have pieces of you in them. Literally, yeah. If not, you know, a full little clone. <laughs> exactly, dude. Because there's the whole nature versus nurture, right? Like what? Yeah. what's more dominant? But it's like a combination of both, you know?
Yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It really is. It's always a balance, bro. And bro, you were talking about those books. And honestly, like, okay, I'm not a father to be. I'm not, I haven't done that. But I'm expecting that if I were to be a father to be, that I don't give a shit about what books say because my experience with my partner is going to be my experience with my partner. And when, I have, and when I have that kid, no book's going to tell me how to raise little, little baby Brogan here. No. <laughs> little baby Brogan's going to, like, it's just baby Brogan. There's no book about baby Brogan yet. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I look at it, I try to look at it. I mean, I'll give you an example. Hmm. Uh, for example, we have, uh, when, I, when I was going to open the shop, there was a ton of information online that I could research and, and learn and, and try to, you know, uh, you know, take some of the information back and apply it. But, you know, it wasn't necessarily always all going to work. And some of it was not even useful. Honestly, <laughs> I spent hours reading, but the point is that I consume the information, you know, and that's really all that you should have is just the information at least so I can refer back to. Um, I'd rather be overprepared with with nonsense than underprepared with like nothing. You know what I mean? Totally. Okay. Okay. With business and life, anything, I feel like at least I've referred to it and I can go back because, bro, I'll, I'll read some of the reviews. I'll research a book or an article. And then I'll pick it apart myself, you know, and then be like, mm, okay, well, I'll take this piece from it. Maybe not this, you know, and I'll have my own opinions about it. So I feel like that helps to, you know, also for me to understand this is a singular experience uh, for, for me and my partner. You know what I mean? Like maybe she, you know, her feet are not swelling. I don't know. Random point, right? But yeah. it's one of those things like that a book can say could happen, could not, who knows. But even with parenting, there are parenting books out there, right? And you know, maybe your kid is the spawn of the devil and he doesn't <laughs> respond to whatever Dude, advice I, it gives you. I don't know, man. I feel like sometimes kids are just reflections of us, no? Oh, God, yeah. Like, I don't know from what I hear. Which part, though? <laughs> every part. The good, the bad, and the ugly, man. The whole soul span of life. Yeah, like, like imagine, like, being a kid and, like, the first, like, three, four years of your life, you're just absorbing shit, just absorbing, absorbing your senses and shit. Yeah. And then at yeah, one point, yeah. you're, like, creating a self, and then you have to make decisions based off of what you just observed in these last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that, and that's tough because, like, as we were talking about earlier, like, there's, like, there's sometimes not even guidance. Like, you just kind of have to do it yourself. Like, I'm just going to wing it here. Just going to hail Mary this and hopefully it hits. And, you know, that's all we have sometimes. Because you're saying we're creating all this, like, as we're getting, you know, we're getting through those phases in our life. We get older. We live whatever we live. And then we kind of have to make a decision. But who knows what we're doing? And it just forms you. And yeah. then you become this person from your collective experiences. Yeah. I, I like to. It blows my mind. I like to think of a. Uh... I like to think of a of a, what you call it something that I think I think Swan said it, Amanda Swan back from Birmingham where she was like just make a choice. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong on stage, right? Just make a choice. Yeah, don't get stuck. That's how it is in life. Like, yeah, imagine yourself on stage. It's your turn to to take your cue. What are you gonna do, bro? That I mean, it's like that little you know bit of knowledge. Is, is applicable now you think like yeah, i gotta do what i gotta do i gotta do what i gotta do you know it is yeah my choice will be what it is the point is i made a choice i'm like i'm mm -hmm. here stuck <laughs> man that was that's that's a good one son i'll give her that one i'll give her that one 
<laughs> Swan, yeah, man. Dude, here's another piece of advice Swan gave us that I fucking yeah. took with me, where she was like, you don't need a theater degree to be an actor. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. got it. I'm not going to be a theater major. Cool. <laughs> Weren't you? No, I wasn't. I was a music major. Oh, music major. Did you uh, major in voice? As your... Dude, I went in wanting to go and be a cello performance Oof. bro like i i played like dude i had i oh, had, you put that baby down no she's still in the corner over there i'm looking at you i, I love that cello throw a kiss again <laughs> love you <laughs> bro i had no idea you were still playing but that's awesome dude at that point i was like after i left birmingham like i was performing sure but like you know i was doing like the musicals and, and stuff but I wanted to be a cellist. I, I, I had dreams of like wanting to play I met you as a cellist. Yeah. That's, that's how I got to meet all of y'all. Like I was just like, just playing cello in the pit and then, and then stuff secretly rolled. a musical theater star. Dude. I mean, dude, I mean, if you look back at that footage, which is on YouTube, I don't I have, know. Like bro, it's the I most awkward thing in the world. world, dude. It's the most awkward thing in the world. And it should be, I mean, it's high school theater, you know? A high school theater in the valley. Watching my talent show performances for my senior year. <laughs> dumb as fuck, bro. Sound dumb as fuck. Dude, nah, you had a great voice, bro. And also, I remember you rocked the like the good spiky hair look. You were oh, rocking yeah, that I mean, look. It's like a light, like, you know, modification. It's matured. Your hair's matured. <laughs> I got I got a little, you know, do its thing because of the hairline, you know. <laughs> dude, it looks good, man. But no, that voice, bro, like, dude. There were a bunch of dude. No, you know what made me cringe the most was in Music Man. Oh wow, dude! <laughs> During Music Man, bro, I would always mess up the quartet. I would never give that quartet their note. I always gave them a fucking wrong note, and they always picked it up. Carlo and all them always had it. Oh my god, bro! It's because I mean, I don't know. I, you also had a lot of other shit to learn. Yeah, you had such a heavy load to carry as a lead, though. Like, and, and you know, and I look back, and it's like, bro, and you still killed it regardless. You know, there was, a, there was, yeah, sure. I mean, there was some moments looking back from where you stand now, and like, damn, like, but I'm sure that you then was proud of you there. You yeah. know what I mean? No, you're I like, totally damn, was. I did it though. Dude, I remember you know, looking back. It's like as a professional, it's like, hmm, I'm a music man. <laughs> I have notes for incorrect. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Flat, let's have flats on that note. <laughs> oh, Steven, what are you doing? Come on. What are you doing with your hands? He's like, I don't know. Uh, uh, why is this arm just stiff? <laughs> Bro, I remember like when we got when I, when we did trouble for the first time fully, like everyone like we were all like just feeling like so victorious getting through that yeah, crazy bro. number. Yeah. Dude, would you ever do theater again? Do your local no man uh you know i feel like i think i'd rather do choir probably man i've always Dang. thought about joining a choir again and i always tell the guys too man you know we're always like doing karaoke doing dumb shit you know yeah uh, but yeah something that we always like to do is still sing and you know i don't know about theater you know i think it's it's just tough to do uh you know i think a, a, a some, some some choice that has to resonate with me mm. you know and i feel like it's because like okay well they're doing this one you know or they're doing that one i don't know if it'll it'll hit you know i guess it's just like i'd rather do well in something i enjoy no that's totally fair that is totally fair no, but i'd just... love to join a choir bro like Ooh. damn I, I think if i could uh if if it was possible for me to form when i would 
Dude, the Rose Garden Men's Choir. Can you imagine? The you men's, get... the barbershop quartet. No, dude, like, dude, that'd be like a dope-ass TikTok channel. The, the Rose Garden Barbershop Quartet. Wow. Hey, man. I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm doing it. That's it. I'm, I'm texting the guys. Texting the guys. Guys, rehearsal right now. Get here now. After the podcast. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Uh... Well, look, I don't know. I don't I don't want to keep you too late. I don't want to keep you too late, especially from from your mother to be right there. You're, you got to take care of her. Uh, we can get I don't know if you know, but there is a segment to this show, an official segment, a questions portion. Questions portion. OK, we got 10 questions I'm going to ask you right now. And these questions are from inside the actor studio. Do you know the show? No, bro, I've never I've never heard of it. Oh, right on. No worries. Well, d- these questions are from the show uh, hosted by James Lipton. He was this guy. He passed away a little while back. Uh, he would host this sh- this show uh, that was hosted in Pace University. So it was basically a lecture for grad students, acting grad students, and and he would interview actors. Uh, you know, boss. You know, he from everyone, 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 everyone's been on that show. And at the end of the interview, he would ask these 10 questions. They're very simple questions, but they're deceptively simple. Like, <laughs> let, let, like think about them. If, 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 if you, if you want to take some time to think about it, I, that's what I want. I want you to think about it. Can okay. I ask a question to your question? Or I'm just supposed to answer them with the question that I'm given. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean... I mean, you totally can if it's, you know, if it's applicable, but... I feel like it's it's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Are you ready, Sammy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me. Speed round. <laughs> Speed. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. All right. Question one. What is your favorite word? Oh man. My favorite word is because. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Could you? Maybe elaborate? elaborate yes please. i'd love to <laughs> yes please yeah yes i know i mean uh because of the use and by its very definition it is the reason for why you know so i think that that's why it's such a great word in any case you know you want to find the answer for something because is usually what precedes the answer wow <laughs> nice <laughs> dig it i haven't heard that one before dig it okay yeah all right, here we go. Next question. You already started. You set the bar pretty high already, dude. So no, it's just all downhill <laughs> from here, bro. <laughs> Next question. What is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. Man, that's a that's an even tougher one because I love all words. My least favorite though is that the question. Mm-hmm. My least favorite word. Ah, man, I feel like uh, I'm going to give a general answer. Please. Because I can't really pin a word. I I guess it's more more of words collectively. Mm -hmm that are not absolute does that make sense 
Like there are some types of words that aren't absolute. Correct. So maybe. Ah. Yes or no? Gray area. Think of gray area. Um, uh, those are my least favorite words that kind of don't have an answer. They're just responses uh, when you don't have an answer. <laughs> You know, mm. so I feel like those words are the ones that I don't like or th that I least like. Take it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I when can't people... really pick one. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. I dig it. You know, I hear that when people say, I don't know, as a response, they're actually just procrastinating and they, they do know what they want. They're just not. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just say or even want. just like uh, like you just not want to think about it yet. Like, yeah, like think about it. Don't just hold off. <laughs> I give up. I don't know. Uh, who knows? I'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. What turns you on mentally, spiritually, or emotionally? Mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. And it's or, right? Mm -hmm. and Either or. of the three. Either of the three, all and three. or, or all together as a trinity. Whatever, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. However you perceive it, and it's it's interesting. If the way it's worded is interesting, it's like, what turns you on, which is implies like a physical type of, you know, and mm -hmm. then it kind of leads into like, okay, how does that equate into a spiritual, emotional? Okay, that makes sense. Or mental. What turns you on? Uh, okay more again generally and, and it is towards all three um is i think understanding mm. uh, and that's whether it's spiritual right just to 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 be aware and to know within yourself and if if for example and, and that's why i mean spiritual is really just kind of between you and what you believe in um and then there's the emotional right an understanding of what you feel and mental is just an understanding of what you think and how you can process through all that and make sense of it so really just i feel like covering all three i think just having an understanding it really does you know equate to i guess turning you on right <laughs> yeah 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 dig it okay dig it yeah yeah, that's why I need to like, I feel like I need to add that emotional, spiritual, or mental because we ought, like you said, we automatically equate it to the physical. Right, right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I think it. it's, it's, it's our own fault. Hey. <laughs> that's how we think initially, right? It's reaction. Mm hmm. But for you, it's understanding. That's wonderful. Next question What turns you off emotionally, mentally, or spiritually? Um, I, I think it'd just be the opposite of, of, of it um, or, or uh, refusal to uh, even have, um, uh, you know, I guess open-mindedness, right? Mm -hmm. Refusal. Yeah, to put it together, refusal to have open-mindedness towards something you don't understand if there is something you don't. Mm. Um, and which, you know, if, if that could be, you know, somehow converted into you understanding even better, you know, that that's, that's where we want to be. But if we're not, then obviously it just kind of feels, uh, you know, uh, if anything tense, if you don't understand, 
you know, in those three aspects that we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. Living in ignorance. Yes. Yes. Mm. I mean, people would prefer that sometimes than to know that, the, the, you know, sometimes truth hurts, right? Yeah. But it sets you free, so they say. So they say. So they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Next question. What sound or noise do you love? Sorry, you cut off. What was that? What sound or noise do you love? Mm, I mean, obviously music. But to not choose music, I'm going to think of something else. Um, uh, just the sound of rain. Mm. Um, or really any type of... No. I think it's more so the, the 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 white noise effect that it creates, whether it's like the sound of wind, the sound of rain or rushing water. You know, I think that those are the sounds that I gravitate towards. If I could have a white noise machine and just have it playing, I, I would love that. And I do actually, I sleep with like a, a purifier just for the damn noise. You know? <laughs> so I just love like things that just like a wishing sounds or whatever, you know, as long as it's like kind of in the background, just like, you know. Right on. Dig it, man. Thank you. Next question. What sound or noise do you hate? No, what noise do I hate? This is going to sound weird, but you know when people sometimes, like, they just play music out of their phone? Yeah, like just walking around with it? Yeah, but not like on a speaker, but it's literally coming out of the phone speakers. (laughs) Yeah. The way that the sound comes, (laughs) that really bugs me, man. Like, I hate it when people are playing music from their phones because it's such bad quality, right? All you're hearing it is from this tiny little sound source and just like, you know, how it sounds just ruins it. You know, and it's coming from such a tiny, tiny source of sound. It just ruins the song. And I don't want to hear it. Anymore. Can we get this person a Bluetooth speaker? Can we get them a JBL? Can someone get a JBL, please? We got a Walmart one. It don't matter. Please. <laughs> Not through your phone. <laughs> I don't care. Just project it somehow. Yeah, that, I think that that's honestly, it sounds weird, but that's probably up there. All right. And sounds that I hate. The sound of it. Dig it. Cool. All right. Next question. What is your favorite curse word? Curse word. <laughs> Such an evil laugh. <laughs> Bro, honestly, my favorite curse word, huh? Yeah, just one, just one. Ah, bro. I mean, I like saying bitch a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the most popular one, but, you know, it just expresses things, you know. It's not even fuck. I don't even like using fuck that much, but shit's cool. But, like, I feel like bitch is like, ah, fuck, bitch, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not even referring to anything. It's just like fucking bitch ass. Bitch ass, you know, I stuck my toe bitch ass bed. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like it communicates my emotions the best. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Bitch ass shoe. <laughs> bitch ass cold ass water. <laughs> Dig it. See, I learn a lot from people through these questions. I learn a lot. It's like that's how he, he curses when he's mad. <laughs> Your bitch ass up. <laughs> like, oh, he's fucking mad. He likes that one. He likes that one. He loves that one. <laughs> All right. Next question. 
women. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Profession other than my own would I like to attempt? Um, I don't know, man. I feel like realistically, like I would like to attempt. Reach for the stars. Don't even think realistically. Reach for the stars. What would you like to attempt other than what you do? Yeah, climb that mountain. <laughs> I got the answer. <laughs> that was a beautiful moment. I really saw Honestly, that, bro. that wish come down. And I think I think I'm gonna say this because I've always wanted I always said this as a kid. I think I've always wanted to be in the mountain. Say that again. You cut off. Say that again. I think that oh, just because I always thought this as a kid, uh, and you know, as kids, we think like, oh yeah, I'm reaching for the stars for sure. But I've always wanted to be in the medical field, whether that was like as a doctor or as a surgeon or uh, anything in that area or field. I feel like yeah, I would love to, you know, and just more so for the knowledge too. You know, I love like, you know, I feel like it's so intricate in the details. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that I've always loved about like medical anything. I love watching medical TV shows too. Damn, dig it, dig it, yeah, man. Or like law too, anything like. But most, mostly, yeah, definitely doctor. I'll say doctor. Stick to my answer. That's it. I'm done. Final answer. Thank you. Nice. Final answer. All right. Next question. Hit me with it. What profession would you not like to do? Not. So many of them. <laughs> I think okay let me put it this way um I think any profession where you know I'm working in in a corporate environment period I don't you know and I say this because I've, I've worked my whole life has been kind of working in the bank since I was even 19 that's where I started my career and I kind of just went on with it for you know a decade and you know I just feel like it's like I, I truly do despise it you know i think working working for anyone period i think you know people can generally agree yeah, it sucks you know mm -hmm. do not recommend at all especially because it's just again yeah yeah a corporation where you know you're, you're scheduled to a certain hours you have a schedule and you're kind of like you know working around somebody's need for a business as opposed to you working for the needs of you know your own business for example mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i think that's it just anything anything where i'm working for anyone Beautiful. Said like a true entrepreneur. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Rinde Rosas. That's what you should hear when you walk into the barbershop. Bienvenidos al Jardín de Rosas. Jardín de Rosas. As petals fall slowly from the ceiling. <laughs> like, you're like, what the fuck? Are these fresh? <laughs> oh my God, it's morning dew. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we made it to the final question. Hit me. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say as you enter the pearly gates? Oh, man. I'm going to refer to a Bible verse on this one. Whoa. Okay, another first. This is, and I think that it perfectly sums up, and it's one of the most, uh, you know, uh, rewarding, I feel like. Um, 
And the, the, I'm not sure exactly. I'm going to quote it exactly, but it basically says, uh, in in we'll translate it to English. Mm. It says, "You have fought the good fight." You know, and and I think that that sums it up. You, you've you've done what you needed to do. You've battled through it. You pushed through it, and now you can come home. Mm. You know, you did you did everything you could, and that's what I want to feel like. I want to feel like I I put everything that I could possibly put into of myself into this world, and I left nothing to regret or to chance, and I did it all. I fought the good fight. I pushed through it. I'm done. I'm here. You know, let me in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I did my mission. I did my purpose as much as I could. You know what I mean? I feel like that'll really just sum it up for me, I think. Nice. Well, you did it, Sammy. We got to the end of the podcast, dude. Nice. Here we are. Now it's your time. Beautiful question. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, beautiful answers, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and look, you. now it's the time. I want you to please let the people know about everything about Rose Garden, anything else you want them to know what you're working on. If, let them know where they can find you, man. Tell them. Social Definitely. security For number. myself, <laughs> I'll give you just the last word if you need to. That's all you need. <laughs> so for myself, uh, Sammy Aguilar, that is my handle if you want to find me. Uh, as you guys know, I'm the co-owner of Rose Garden Barbershop. In addition, I'm also a mortgage loan officer. So if you're looking to find if you're pre-approved for a mortgage, I can definitely help you out with that. The link is also in my page. You can feel free to follow that as well. For Rose Garden Barbershop at RGBLB, you know where to find us. Sadaquay and Louise in Lake Balboa, California. Mm. Go get a haircut there, y'all. I actually need I'm getting one tomorrow for the weekend for my birthday. I have to. Hey. I'll get crispy. Get crispy. Does Carlo, is he the only one who cuts your hair? No, actually, bro, I've jumped to like, I've given everybody a shot. Hey. And I've kind of landed now with one guy, Tanny. He's mm -hmm. been with us from the beginning, too. I don't know if you remember him, but yeah, I've given everybody a chance. I kind of like wanted to find who I felt like, okay, they deliver my cut exactly as I, I want to see it, you know. And I think you find that even as anyone would like, okay, you know, which one is my barber? And you just identify like, oh, wow, this guy cuts my hair great. Let me just sit with him. So yeah, tomorrow's the day. Um, going out of town for the weekend. Mm. You know, for my last hurrah, Dude. my thirty-first, mm. and then fatherhood. Dude, thirty-one and then fatherhood. Well, Duval, bro. Well, thank you for being here, man. Happy birthday, soon to be. Maybe this will drop on your birthday. We'll see. Like. We'll see, bro. I'll work on it, man. I was, it's just, I, I'm the team and crew, man. We'll, I'll work my ass out for yeah, you, bro. I believe in you, bro. I know you can. I know you will. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's see. We're just gonna we're just gonna do a little fade out, right? Just beep the There we are, everybody. We did it. At the end of episode 83, that now marks this marks the 40th episode with interviews with guests for the Why the F Now podcast, and I'm. I'm pretty ecstatic about that. That I think that deserves a subscription uh, from you. Like, just subscribe. It's free, right? Just subscribe. Like, I'm going to get pointing again. I don't want to point anymore. You know what I mean? Now that we're like 40, 40 episodes in with guests, I won't be pointing anymore. I don't do that no more. I don't do that. Okay? I don't do that. Don't, I'm pointing at myself now. But subscribe. I don't know. Have fun. But Sammy, I hope you enjoyed my talk with Sammy. Going to be a dad soon. His birthday's coming up soon. Go check out his Instagram, Sammy Aguilar. Uh, let me just double check because I'm pretty sure it's just as his name. Like he got lucky on that one. Yeah, he, damn, he got really lucky. He got that handle, Sammy Aguilar. 
uh go check him out go check out the red go uh, the bleh, bleh, the rose garden i'm not editing that it's gonna stay in there uh the rose garden barbershop on instagram uh if you're in the valley uh the san fernando valley in california check them out for a cut they will take care of you i'm telling i've been there i got a shirt see and no they didn't they gave me this shirt before i had the podcast so i was like i'm gonna wear this and i love it before like hey, come on go check them out it's a fun time over there i think they have like music and stuff maybe an xbox i don't know man, they got, go check it out have fun with them man uh and don't forget to check out the links below for all of my channels and stuff you can go on youtube tiktok i think it's yeah instagram and facebook there's a facebook page for the why they have not podcast now because why not uh and oh most importantly don't forget you are enough you are more than enough it's incredible how enough you are okay bye i'm leaving bye lying beside you something else i don't know what the words are right now it's now over time to go back bye 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 bye